and I maybe should have known this since I'm a wee bit of a computer person. Okay. And I learned why Xboxes are called Xboxes, and it made so much sense, and I'm surprised I didn't know it before. Really? I just thought it was a cool name. No, it's because Microsoft invented the the DirectX system, which you may have seen getting installed okay. on your PCs every now and then. Yeah. And then they thought, hey, we'll make a games console that will make that will make use of the DirectX system that we've made. So it was in-house called the Direct Xbox, just as a <laughs> just as a name. So it got named after the software. And then they just got rid of the direct when they decided to name it proper. Stunning. I know. That is a great fact. Great story. Wonderful facts, but it made me think, man, I, I really cannot put two and two together. I would be a terrible detective. But it's also, you know, the opposite of these companies or governments who spend, you know, £200,000 coming up with a slogan for tourism in Scotland and they come up with... Welcome to Scotland. Yeah, so it basically is. It's a money-saving thing, right? Unless they actually paid like 200000 to make the name and someone just said, hey, we could just get direct off of that and that's a cool name. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it also makes me think, how did we come up with our name? Uh, it was an accident. Yeah, I don't actually remember. No, I'm pretty sure we told this story in the podcast. Before. We were. Uh, I mean, bear in mind the podcast has been going on for literally four years yeah. at this point. Yeah, we we were sitting awake. It was like two a.m. We were trying to plan the podcast. We were trying to think of funny names, and we couldn't. Not funny names, any names. And we couldn't think of anything good that was also <laughs> like something that we both liked. Um, we had a bunch of really ridiculous ones, some really dumb stuff, which I'm sure we can pull out there. Some of which uh, are now passwords for our social media Passwords account. for the show, so we shouldn't actually <laughs> mention any of them. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I just texted some friends being like, hey, oh, here's some potential names for, for, the, for the show I'm, I'm going to be doing. Yeah. You got any ideas that kind of fit this theme? And then someone texted back to so you, and I was like, wait, hold on. Are you saying there's a danger that we get sued when you know we eventually go nah. global? When we go when we go multi-million, uh, someone yeah, else came up with the name. Someone, we we owe all the rights to somebody else. Have we actually copyrighted anything? Do we no. have to do anything, or is it just <laughs> is it just ours? If someone copyrights our stuff, we just like point to the years and years worth of things that have the name on it and go, "Hey, <laughs> right. we did it first, okay. everyone." Because you know, if someone was to trademark these operate, then you know we're we're kind of in trouble. Now, if someone trademarked. <laughs> Season Parade. We would just change our name because we were so irrelevant. No one would even notice. <laughs> oh, we could man. just re- literally rename ourselves to alternate name. And then people would be like, yeah, that's what it's been called the whole time. Welcome everybody to Alternate Name. I'm Colin. He's James. Scotland's brand new podcast, episode one, everyone. <laughs> episode one seven six, I should say, of Seesaw Parade, Scotland's longest running season one, most entertaining season one of a podcast. I lose track of what that um, tagline really should be, but welcome and thank you very much. Welcome for listening once again. Yes, uh, to the show. Yeah, I forgaled you with an interesting fact. Definitely very interesting. And now let's get on to definitely interesting stories. I mean, I don't actually know. Wait, you know, whilst we're talking during the intro, I don't actually know how much of that I'm going to keep or use. So, well, if you cut anything that's especially funny, just send it over to me, and it'll be a behind-the-scenes YouTube video for that one person who watches our YouTube videos. Cease Operate After Dark. I like it. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a lot coming up on the show today, but let me just start with a couple of listener comments. Thank you very much, right. everybody who got in touch, starting with Izzy, who gave us a review 
of Angry Birds 2. Uh, the film nobody even realised was coming out. <laughs> That's news to me. And uh, it started by saying, uh, I would send your review for Angry Birds 2, which I had to take the kiddos to go and see, but it was so bad I don't think I could find enough adjectives to describe it. Right. It was so bad that I took a nap and then did some internet banking and sent a few work messages. Only really watched the final 10 minutes. Cheesy and trite and utterly awful. Plus the yellow bird was just unbearable. 96 minutes of my life I won't get back. Kids loved it though. Right. I want to hear a review from the kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Get yeah. Nathan Oneida to, to send something in. Let's not bring this film down too much. It's terrible. <laughs> But let's, let's, let's make it clear. Kids will enjoy it because kids are really dumb. Do you know what I'd love to, to read is reviews of things like Angry Birds 2 except from a seven-year-old as opposed to a 47-year-old? Not saying, not saying Izzy is 47. She's not 47. <laughs> she looks it. Wait. <laughs> okay. No. Thank no, you, Izzy. And of course... Thanks for the badges and stuff and supporting the podcast from day one. You're, you're, you're great. If you have indeed been watching anything or have seen anything, uh, then do get in touch. Graham McIntosh also messaged. He said, hey guys, hey. managed to catch up on your latest episodes whilst on a family car trip round the northeast finding Ur Willies. More on that in a minute. Being Scotland's longest running. <laughs> no, that's the end of the that's the end of the tweet. I hope you had great success and the family can continue to exist for generations. Being Scotland's longest running and arguably best podcast. Thank you, Graham. Is it worth advising your international audience of this time limited opportunity? Now, this is a very good point, right, James? Should we should we tell people to go and find our willies? Hi, everyone. There's our our, our, our willies are hidden all over Scotland. They are. <laughs> And Some of them are very scary looking. People have customised them and everything. I felt that yeah. was a bit invasive, but they're fully customised. Some of them are quite terrifying. Some are colourful. Uh, some are colourful. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't gone on the trail to... I can't remember what it's even called. I think it's called the Urwilly Bucket the List big, Trail. The Big Bucket, the big bucket sorry, Trail. Sorry, Urwilly's Big Bucket Trail. Yeah, because he sits in a big bucket. This is actually a classic Scottish... Um, cartoon character the, right? the thing is Graham does have a point we do actually have an international audience so yeah. so I was talking about Ur Willies is like not gonna be caught by too many of them essentially what's happening is there are lots of statues of this lad called Willie but Aye. he's ours so he's Ur Willie sitting Aye. on a bucket in various locations in Scotland he's gonna be around until the 30th of August so get your skates on people get those flights booked yeah come to Scotland find all the statues there's hunters there's loads of them. I've seen like two because I go outside sometimes. <laughs> I've seen a lot more of them on Twitter than I have with my own eyes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so come to Scotland. We'll do you a good tourism. We, we've got great tourism over here. Absolutely. Uh, big buildings, small buildings, big mountains, small mountains. Yes. Some lochs. Those two. Scotland's great, everyone. It's got a good tourism slogan, but you'll find that one out as you step off the plane. <laughs> Okay, Graham, thank you very much for getting in touch. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Parade. I'm sure your family loved it as well. Scottish Tourism Board, pay me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's our, uh, where's our funding visit Scotland? And uh, we'll get to our third listener comment once we get to the review section. But um, oh, tease. in classic Seesaw Parade fashion, we're going to take a hard left at this point. Oh, no. Handbrake turn. Yeah. Uh, and talk about what's happening in the States. And mm -hmm. specifically El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. We're in the space of 24 hours. Two mass shootings left 22 people dead and uh, in El Paso and nine in Dayton. 
Donald Trump is currently visiting, or he's heading his way, he's heading over there to visit the sites of, of both shootings with warnings he will not be welcome uh, amidst a speech in which he blamed mental health mm-hmm. and also gruesome and grisly video games. Yeah, video games are a statistically proven cause of violence. You know, whilst he, he did say that they had to unite behind white supremacy and racism, which was, uh, for me, a little Wait, bit surprising. Against those things. Not Ag- yeah, yes, against yeah. those. Specific, like, surprisingly against those things. Blaming mental health and video games, saying it was not the guns... Yeah. That killed I mean, these yeah. people. So he's saying we got to stand up to white supremacy, racism, all kinds of supremacist stuff, even Antifa. And at that point, he lost me. Because Antifa is just being against fascism, right? Yeah. And they're losing me here. Like, if you want to tell me a group that is against fascism and is doing it wrong, that's fine. I can be against them if they're doing it wrong. But don't tell me that being against fascism puts me in the same group as 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 white supremacists and terrorists please james these mass shootings do become headline news every so often yeah and if you are reading the headlines from the past week you will have seen uh, various articles saying this was the 15th mass shooting in the states or the 249th depending on how many you count as a mass shooting yeah depending on your definitions yeah the fact is though the states has more mass shootings than anywhere else on the planet yeah and despite the fact that canada uh, there's actually more legally held firearms in canada than the states they obviously have they've only had three mass shootings this year uh, which is still right. terrible. Yeah. So is this then a problem which is a specifically American problem? So there are places in the world that are as violent, if not more violent, than the States, right? Yeah. However, none of them have the same kind of wealth as the States. None of them have the same kind of global standing as the States. So the States, having all that violence and hatred and just general awfulness while being the supposed pinnacle of Western civilization, is pretty unique and pretty embarrassing for them. Uh, and people like to blame the other side of the aisle. you got the right-wings yep. folks saying it's all the immigrants that are causing it and it's all the uh, leftists that are, that are forcing people to become violent to stand up for their rights. And then the, left, the, left, the left-wing people are saying, no, it's, it's right-wing um, supremacist rate terrorists so therefore it's a right wing issue um, I reckon quite a lot of it is the media's fault in the states and definitely a lot of it is the uh, is Trump's fault because yeah, lots of the things that people are saying as they're doing these attacks, lots of their manifestos are basically directly quoting things that the media is saying and directly quoting things that the president is saying and other big names are saying. The problem being that blaming something like mental health and then not doing anything about it is perpetuating the problem. Blaming something like video games, even though it's just clearly provably false that vid- like video games cause violence is is a problem. Yes, it is. You're not trying to tackle the issue if you're trying to tackle false flags and you're trying to vi- and you're trying to blame the other party and the other people. You gotta try and tackle the issue. So like if Trump wants to say this is a mental health thing, what are you gonna do about it? Are you gonna limit gun ownership um, from two people that have got their like, a health check? Yeah, because <laughs> they don't do that. 
how about you do something with these with these revolutionary mental health causes causes violence um, claims? When he talked about the grisly, uh, the gruesome and grisly video games being part of the problem, yeah, that is the first time I've heard video games being blamed since Columbine. Yeah. Which was in the 90s. And after that, yeah. the restrictions and the ratings on video games, suddenly the games industry was just clamped down on yeah. almost overnight. And yeah. mass shootings continued. So I am unsure why now it's... Well, I mean, actually, I do know why. It's because the NRA, obviously, are <laughs> all for keeping them guns. And Keep them, yeah, freely available to everyone. They need to find, they need to find another, another scapegoat. And video games it is. So, sure... You can argue that some people have the right to have guns in America. You should surely limit them <laughs> in some ways. Um, you can't blame video games for this stuff because, you know, they've been around for a very long time and they're completely un un unrelated. The UK has basically the same video game market share within its um, population as America. Yep. Um, where we've got five percent. No, sorry, we've got twenty-five percent of population or twenty percent population. We also have twenty percent of video game sales, and uh, we don't have twenty percent gun violence. Or, or terrorism or mass shootings so it's not video games please uh, but the reason Trump says this is because he lives decades ago he doesn't live in the modern world his, mm -hmm. his head is back in the 50s where everything was so much better for America Okay. Uh, there's so much to dig into here and it's just we can't no yeah you're absolutely right uh, we're going to talk we're going to go back to some news items at the end of the show uh, let's again change gear and talk about uh, James things you've been watching this week I've got two, and you have one. Yeah. Which one would you? Which one would you like to hear first? And you're welcome to pick your own. Well, let's do one of your ones. Oh, wait, no, because we both did Stranger Things. So let's do a Stranger Things. Okay, right. Let me just say, Stranger Things has been out for about a month. Right. I'm going to avoid spoilers as best I can because I know some people yeah. are still watching it. Yeah. I managed to avoid spoilers the entire way through the show. Yeah. I enjoyed season three, like you said last week. I enjoyed it. I preferred it to season two. Yeah. But I just have one problem right. with the show, uh -huh. which I'm going to call the last minute cliche. Yeah. It's, for example, when someone's driving a car full speed at Nancy and you're thinking, oh no, she's going to get hit by a car, but you realize she's not. And then at the last minute, of course, something happens and d disaster is averted. Or yeah. let's say this monster is reaching its tentacles closer and closer to this child's face and you're like, oh no, oh no, it's going to get the kitty's face, oh no. And then, of course, last second, just before uh, disaster strikes, somebody fires a slingshot and the monster gets distracted and runs away. Yeah. This ploy was used constantly, particularly in the last episode of the season, but throughout the season, yeah. to the extent that it became irritating because I just knew, I'm like, this is... You're teasing this too much. Okay, I'm yeah. all for doing it like once or a couple of times, but it was constant. It was just constant. Yeah, they they they, they tried to have suspense, but they forgot to do it well. They did it the cheap way of like, oh, are they going to die this time? You're like, well, no, well, no they're, not. they're not. So just show me how they're not going to die. And then they do it and you're like, thank you, move on now. Yeah, uh, even for example, in the, the final episode where you've got Hopper and... Will's mum, who are both Joyce. Are, Joyce, who are about to turn. You sexist. I couldn't remember her name. Just remember that she's Winona Ryder and she's awesome. So they're both about yeah. to turn the keys. Wheelbarrow. Right, hold on. They're going to turn the keys at the last second. One, on three. One, two. And then he turns around and there's a Russian dude there. Like, how did you not hear, he, hear him come in? It was a loud environment. That machine's very loud. It's, so it was just little things like that. Yeah. That got, that got me at the end. That being said, I did enjoy the show. 
Let's move on. Yeah, overall, it's like for a season three, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Something that is having to revisit the same plot points over and over again. I enjoyed the fact that they all had their own little stories, which all dovetailed in together. It was a well-written yeah, even, show. Even Billy got an interesting story. Yeah, Billy was great. They got, they got a bit heavy-handed with it sometimes, but like the act, like Billy's actor, I can't remember his name, incredible. Oh yeah, like, it was fantastic. Like, seriously, I'm going to re-watch it just for, just for his acting. He was astounding. I'm going to watch, re-watch uh, it because he's a babe. That too. Uh, also, the CGI <laughs> was wonderful for, for like a gory tentacle monster kind of thing that they had going on at some point. It was excellent. Like, that's really hard to do. If you've seen the film The Mist, you can see it done poorly. <laughs> Uh, but in this it was like it fit the scene it was well it, it didn't look like it was out of place yeah right? there, there was there was a lot of the scenes in Stranger Things 3 which I'm whilst I'm watching I'm thinking how on earth did you film this <laughs> like, yeah yeah, really, really impressive really impressive yeah and, uh, and I do want a season 4 it's left me wanting more which I like my final point if you remember my review of season 2 which would be this time last year ish I was pleading with the 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 team behind Stranger Things to just leave Will alone. Leave the kids alone. He'd gone. He'd suffered enough, and then this season actually he seemed he, he was okay. He just had like a bit of an itchy this neck. Is, no, this is your fault, Colin. You asked him to leave Will alone. <laughs> they gave him no lines felt, this whole show. No, this, his yeah. lines the show are like delicately touching the back of his neck and going, "He's here." Yeah, but he had like a whole like this, his breakdown. other line is, "Can we play D and D now?" That's his whole lines. That's 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 Will for season like he he carried season two. He did, and then because of you Colin okay they, they basically removed him from this show uh, but I really want one more season I want it to be the final season right James you've been watching a TV show yourself we talked about it a couple of weeks ago tell me about it started and finished the boys the superheroes gone bad film hey film TV series there we go uh I loved it hey that's awesome I I, I, I was surprised because I thought it was just gonna be like a bit cheap but it would keep you engaged and then you'd finish it and you'd be like okay Thank you. Yeah. But it was really good. Uh, none of the accents were as bad as we thought they would be, for starters. <laughs> so I was never drawn out of the scenes because the accents were too terrible. Okay. Uh, the story was far more engaging than I thought it would be. Like, it's not just two-dimensional characters. Because the comic, which I did look into a wee bit, was just like a gore comic. There was no character, really. Okay. Um, but they've actually made the characters 3D. They've made the characters interesting. The bad guys are even interesting. The bad superheroes are are interesting. They're not just like, I'm a bad guy because I do bad things. They're they're pretty hard to understand, but you can understand them. Um, so I was very pleasantly surprised by this show. And it has to. It's only got eight episodes, so it's just blowing through the plot. Like every episode, just just the next thing's happening, happening, happening. You're not really getting the time to sink in. So it's very quick paced and breezy. It's really quick paced, fast paced. I'm gonna say fast paced instead. That's that <laughs> just feels better. Yeah, it's it's usually the phrase. Very fast paced. It's very uh, loud. It doesn't really slow down. Um, but it keeps you thinking. It ends. It ends some episodes in cheap cliffhangers, kind of, but most of the time it just is drawing you back in for the next episode because you want to know what's happening to the characters you already you already like a lot i think it was very well done okay that sounds good lovely well let me finish off by talking about hobson shaw which is the fast and furious spin-off that we've been talking about for a while we reviewed a couple of the trailers it is now out in cinemas and i went to see it earlier this week james yes it's always bad for your movie when the best thing about it isn't either Hobbs or Shaw. Well, that was my main takeaway from All right, so like you're saying, anything where the main characters aren't the standout 
is bad. Absolutely. Right. And th- this is this is entirely the case. Now, okay. be- because the film's only been out for five days, I'm not going to spoil what or who precisely is the show stealer, uh, but just enough to say that this film is like blunt force trauma. It is every single scene has a goal and it just steamrolls right to that goal. For example, <laughs> Dwayne is sitting in a restaurant with his daughter yeah. and the scene begins and the daughter saying, hey, Rock, I drew our family tree, but here's a question mark next to you because because you don't get on with your brother. And he says, no, I don't get on with my brother. Here's a picture of me and my brother when we were kids. And she's like, hmm, maybe you should get back in touch. And then the scene ends. You're like, okay, that's been established. <laughs> then we go to Jason Statham, who's visiting Helen Mirren in prison, who's uh-huh. his mom. Yeah, yeah, and she says, yeah. oh, so good to see you, Jason. You look great. How's your sister? You guys don't really talk anymore, do you? And Jason's like, no, we don't talk. Sorry, we, we fell out a long time Here's ago. A picture and of like, me and my sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, but she, she, Helen says she loves you still. You know, just go get her, get back in touch. Right. And the scene ends. And the entire film is like that. Right. It's just it's, like, here's the point zero subtlety at all yeah sounds great colin (laughs) everything everything is just loud brash in your face to the point yeah and uh oh man let me just say people watch these films for subtlety they watch them for to the point and loud so let me contrast that yes because i'm about to get on to someone who agrees with you who said, you know, it's a big brash, loud action film, and it was great. Because the one thing it does do well is just ridiculous set pieces. Yeah. Stuff stuff that you're watching and, and seeing, okay, this defies all logic, physics, and gravity, but I'm yeah. still enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Eduardo when it went to see Hobson Shaw as well and said, um, Colin, you're wrong. A movie doesn't have to be good. Movies are allowed to be wacky and fun. Yeah. Which is a fair point. Very fair, but very But for true. me... Like, it's one of these ones, if you disengage your brain and you're just like, okay, these guys are just having fun, it's a crazy movie, it doesn't have to make sense, then you're going to enjoy it. But for me, it just didn't, it just didn't do that. It just didn't. Well, because you, you forgot to disengage your brain, Colin. You got to go, you got to go super, super low quality mode. You got to turn, turn your brain down to 10%. It wasn't that I disengaged my brain, it was just the film was repeatedly smashing me over the head with... Here's the point of this scene. Get it in your brain. <laughs> are you dumb? How dumb are you? Here's what you need to know. Tell me, do you want me to tell you again? No, I'm gonna. Here it is again. Yeah, no, it's a classic of current like high high um, investment film and TV. Is they they cannot afford to let the audience miss any plot point. Yeah. So they have to pander to this to the dumbest person. And they have to make it so that nobody could possibly miss it. Otherwise, they might get a bad review. And that's that's bad. So, yeah, it's a shame. As a wrapping up, final point to Tobbs and Shaw. It's... If I'm if I'm going to be kind to it... Okay. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. But it's not a good movie either. Right. It's... I've seen better... So much better action comedy films in recent years. This year, probably, as well. But uh, if you want to just, like, have fun for a couple of long hours go yeah. see it but people don't pay big money for clever and funny and subtle they pay big money for big set pieces exploding a lot and big guns exploding a lot that's, that's true and big people exploding a lot before we talk about um other movie news can i just talk about uh a piece of news which came out this week that said the rock vin diesel and jason statham contractually can't lose fights in what? movies right this is mental, so... But, like, how, how do you follow the standard 
the standard story arc of like you got to have that part in the middle where it looks like they're beaten. Right. So it's it's the report from it's from the Wall Street Journal. It's pretty pretty. Who said according to uh, producers and crew members on the films, Mr. Statham negotiated an agreement with the studio that limits how badly he can be beaten up. Mr. Diesel has his younger sister, a producer on the Fast series, police the number of punches he takes. And uh, Dwayne Johnson enlists producers, editors, and fight coordinators to help make sure he always gives as good as he gets. So the last one I can understand, I'm like, fair enough, you want to make sure you look good. That one just sounds like you want to have a cool-looking fight scene, win or lose. But the first two, if someone's counting how many times you get punched... What is the point of having a fight scene? Well, well yeah, maybe he just doesn't like he doesn't like the, rep, the the repetitive punch scenes. Imagine trying to film a punch, right? And you gotta you gotta sell a punch twenty times a day. He's not an actor. <laughs> 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 no, that just that does sound a, a wee bit like his his family. A bit a bit prestigious, a bit privileged. You it's, know? Yeah, it's 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 more about their egos. I'll replace them out there. Um, whoever owns those them as p- people, I'll take as many punches as you need. I'll sell them all. And just, just as a, a final tidbit right. of information, do you remember the the feud that the Fast and Furious franchise currently have going on? It's like Vin Diesel and his gang versus Dwayne and the rest of them. Oh yeah, yeah. The, so yeah. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw opened to sixty million dollars in its first weekend in the states, which is the worst opening since Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and Tyrese Gibson then made fun of that on Instagram. <laughs> But then he deleted the post because yeah, he's a brave man. Well, he deleted it because his manager told him to. Okay, right. Let's move on from grown-ass men fighting on Instagram to World War Two. World War One. World War One. There we go. I got, you. I got the dates in my head. Sorry, goodness sake, Colin. It's just it's been a long day. I mean, and it was a long a time film. ago. They're basically the same. It was like it was. it was like a sequel that didn't really rewrite anything. Okay. Uh, introduced a good villain. In uh, sorry, World War <laughs> World War One. They forgot to give him a motivation that people can understand, though. Sake. Why okay. he kind of still like lingers in the back of people's heads and is hard to hard to disengage with. Sam Mendes yeah. was the director of Skyfall. This is his new movie called 1917. First trailer came out this week. Let's have a listen. You have a brother in the Second Battalion. Yes, sir. Is he alive? And with your help, I'd like to keep it that way. But they're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you don't, we will lose 1,600 men. Your brother among them. Okay, James, uh, let me know what did you think of this? I thought it looked really good. Looks, I liked it. It looks like it's filmed really slowly. Like, it looks like they got a lot of long <laughs> shots in this film, which is I like. I like in films where you don't have a cut to distract you every two seconds. Mm-hmm. So when there's a lot going on and it still feels a bit slow, I'm in. I'm happy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm all for a well-crafted trailer. Exactly. This one is on the borderline of showing us too much. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've seen In that, it, 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 does, it does literally spell out the film for you and I can predict how it's going to end. I mean, but the problem with this one, it's a, it's a World War One film with clearly established hero characters. So we already know what's going to happen as soon as we know the title, right? When we're introduced to the main character and it's like, hey, your brother needs rescued. We already know he's going to make it the whole way to his brother and either the brother gets back with him or one of them dies. Yeah. Or both die, you know. Or both die. So, so we know where the whole story goes. We just don't know the the last door, which which what's behind the final door. We don't know. 
And also, that's Colin Firth, if you are unable to place the, oh, the voice. Yeah. So the cast the cast does look very good. Yeah, like it looks like it could be really good, but maybe not anything new. But I'm okay with that. Like, if it's really well made, I'm okay with that. I'd, I'd watch it. Let's talk about something which looks like it's actually in the similar era. It's the new season of Peaky Blinders. Peaky yeah, no, Blinders. Yeah, that's set just after the, the Great War. Absolutely. And here is the first trailer. For season five. Mr. Shelby, you've come to my attention. No one is going to hang you, Tommy. You're going to hang yourself. We all try and get away. But we never do. For season, yeah, sorry, sorry, should have said the first trailer for season five. James, season I'm one, only on, I'm on season three, so I've got a little bit of catching up to do. But uh, in terms of this trailer and what it was teasing, what did you think? Wow, it looks like every other season of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, <laughs> it's the same show every season. As much as I love, or rather, really enjoyed the first two seasons was essentially the same show and yeah. it seems to be the same show just the the peaky blinders live in life and then something bad happens and they overcome it yeah that's it they're like oh we made it everyone and then oh well, no there's a bad thing happening let's make a plan to defuse it oh no the plan went wrong and it got even worse <laughs> however are we going to get out of this and then tommy's like guys i got it and then he does it and then they get out of it um, yeah and like bad things happen, there are losses every season. You know, they do go through some pretty bad things as a family, but they're also really bad people, so it makes sense. <laughs> like, the the yeah. show is handled pretty well for for what it can do. the The casting for it is insane, and it keeps getting more insane as the seasons go on. I don't know how they keep pulling these people in. And granted, they lose one or two. You, you, you very clearly see them losing characters, not because of the writing, but because of contract negotiations as the seasons <laughs> go on. Um, but overall, I still want to see this. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that too. As much as this trailer does very little for me, I mean, I was I would probably still watch the show even without this trailer. Yeah. Because, I'm, you know, it can p- contrast that with something like Watchmen we talked about, or even The Boys in yeah. recent weeks. You watch that trailer and you think... I want to watch this show. Yeah, I'm going to watch this the show. This is the opposite here. Yeah, I'm only going to watch the show because I'm already invested in some of the characters and because I think that they do a high level of production. Yeah. Okay, time is ticking away. Let's get to some movie news. Talking Venom 2, <gasps> which is the sequel nobody wants uh, to the film and that one people were... wants it. <laughs> Who? The new director. Oh, okay, fair, fair enough. Andy Serkis, a.k.a. Gollum, <laughs> a.k.a. Caesar, a.k.a. King Kong, a.k.a. anybody who's ever done a good motion capture ever. A.k.a. also the cook from King Kong. Oh, yeah, also yeah. him. Yeah. He is now directing Venom 2. It's going to be his third uh, film that he has directed. And apparently, Tom Hardy is helping with the writing of Venom 2. Yay! This is a, this is a really interesting one for me because Venom, as we talked about uh a lot was a bad film yeah studio mess however it was made for a hundred million and made nearly a billion surprising success absolutely and audiences obviously went to see it and some of them enjoyed it yeah so sony are like right we're gonna make another one let's carry this on and that's and that's like that's how the movie industry works yeah that is okay yeah and maybe because it's an established thing now they'll allow more creative freedom 
and they'll allow Mr. Circus and Tom to do what they want with the characters in the story. Yeah. And it will actually be a good film. And if it is, it probably won't make as much money. The thing I always... The problem I had with the first film, as I talked about probably 40 episodes ago, was that I really liked Tom Hardy's performance on the whole. Yeah. But as with many superhero films, the villain was terrible and the rest of the film was a mess. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, has to be what they fix. They have to find a compelling villain who they teased at the end of the first film as Woody Harrelson. Oh, Oh, yeah. Playing Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Who's a famous uh, Venom villain or Venom. Because he's, he's a villain already. Venom, true villain. There we go. Uh, Venom, bad guy. Someone so bad that even Venom's like, hey, I'll be a good guy this time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I also, they have to f- tread that line between are we making this guy a superhero or, or is he still just a bit of a, a douchebag? Yeah. So th- there's a lot to do with it. Venom's a very good character if you do it well. So yeah, with that with that caveat though, if you do it well, yeah, if you do it well, which is hard to do. Lots of people get okay. get these things wrong, and I don't think I do better, but I can tell them what they did wrong all the same. Two more pieces of movie news before we head back to the real world. Disney announced a large third quarter loss, mainly down to the massive bomb that was X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah. And now looking forward, Bob Iger, uh, head of Disney, has said that they're planning to make more movies from the world of apes. So that is the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Apes, Rise of the Apes All right. uh, franchise. Okay. James, initial reaction to that? Uh, go for it. I don't know what you're going to do, but sure thing. <laughs> what, what's left to explore in that, in that, in that film universe? Well that's, well, that's my point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that trilogy... Which is excellent, by the way. If anyone has yet to see that trilogy, it's fantastic. One of my favorites. They, they wrapped up the story. Call it, like launch sequence of the apes and make it like a moon mission. But, but <laughs> so we just get like an apes but in space film. So it's like gravity times Apollo 11. Well, bear in mind that the apes franchise is something which has been rebooted on at least three occasions. Yeah. There was the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I always Which was a disaster. One, yeah. And then there was the, the, the initial one where you just had humans and masks. The actual good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you had the rebooted ones sure also over the last good. 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which were also excellent. Yeah, I like them. So, so I don't know. Do they just do the same thing again and reboot it? Do they, do they, do they, are they making like a superhero apes universe? Are we going to get like <laughs> ape versions of all the beloved superheroes? Oh, man. Maybe. Maybe they just like do a crossover of King Kong. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be one of the alternate universes for the Marvel thing. You know that they've got all their alternate timelines going on. We just got the apes, the apes version. I'm just just a reminder at this point that they are actually building to Godzilla versus King Kong in the next. Oh, that too. Year, yeah, two years. Yeah, there's so oh, much going man. on. It's insane. Okay, lastly, from the world of entertainment, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost from beloved Simon Hot Pegg Fuzz. and beloved Nick Frost. Indeed, beloved. Uh, UK horror comedy stars Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End are reuniting for a new horror comedy TV show on Amazon Prime. Hey, James, pleased about this. Because Amazon saw how successful the horror comedy TV show What We Do in the Shadows was on Netflix. And they're like, we want some of that. Yep. But make it in the UK. It's called Truth Seekers. It's going to yeah. be about two... Yeah, two truth seekers, two truth I suppose. seekers who are looking for, for ghost stuff, it looks like. Yeah, they want truth. I'm, I'm psyched for this. If it means... I trust them. Yeah. As much as... Now, this is, this is uh, interesting. 
I really enjoyed Shaun of the Dead, and Hot Fuzz is one of my favourite films of all time. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving the cinema after The World's End and being slightly disappointed, even though slightly. it's... Slightly? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's still an excellent film. It's, yeah, it's just, compared to the two that came before it, it's not as good, but it's still a great film. But after that, they did Paul, which is pretty awful. It had, it had one or two good lines. Yeah, and they've done kind of their own thing since, so I'm all for Wait, them no, getting back together. There was that one film that came out not so long ago, but I don't even remember what it was called anymore. It was the, 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 high, the one in the high school? Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah, I don't think that was them, though. I think they were just being no, like... No, that was they were just in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to here's Writing a it. peg and frost thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm all I'm all for that. I, I I believe in them. I think they can do good TV, and I think Amazon has its like it's got some very it's got high ceiling for quality of TV. People forget how good some of the shows that Amazon has produced are. So, like being on Amazon isn't a limitation here. They they'll just get money thrown at them yep. and all the freedom in the world, and then they should be able to make something good. Sounds good. Okay, let's. Uh, time is literally up, so let's plow through these three stories starting with scottish yeah. independence Woo! yeah back on it again so this is the news Imagine. that a new poll has found a significant uh bump in the support for a yes vote now sitting at 52 percent versus 48 percent no yeah. and that is the first poll in probably since 2014 which has put yes in the lead yeah. james thoughts on this well as we've learned 52 percent is an overwhelming majority <laughs> is the, the, the rule of law and must be followed so yep it's a pretty good sign for like for for an independence um vote because this is ages before any knowledge about a date yeah usually in, in like well with the last independence campaign it was only during the campaign that the 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 yes side started taking over the polls a wee bit that's true and as you know it's because of boris let's be honest here it is um we've got two leaders we got boris and corbyn both of whom really do not connect with scotland at all um so i think both of them are pushing more and more people towards independence in scotland but definitely more on the boris side of things he's he is completely incorrect when it comes to how to manage and handle scotland as a whole there's a really interesting interview with nicola sturgeon in the guardian this past week in which she talks about the meetings that she, the meeting she had with boris at butte house in edinburgh and oh, say right, yeah, and Boot house it reflects yeah, it reflects the two different even upbringings they had i mean nicola sturgeon is state state educated yeah um and went just working class background all these things kind of lived a what you'd call in um air quotes a normal life whereas boris was privately educated oxbridge eaton whatever you want to call it and the two totally different paths they're on and even in this interview you can tell that Nicholas just like, what plan are you on, Boris? Well, I think most people think that, except the somehow majority of people in the UK who I want to be Boris someday. <laughs> this like massive group of people who think that so long as they keep voting for the people that promise things that, but don't deliver, eventually we'll all get to be as rich and as privileged as Boris. It definitely works. It's not like <laughs> trickle-down economics was a joke all along and has been a joke since the day it was suggested, but somehow we've all latched onto us as right. dream. Penultimately... <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about um, actually. Let's talk about the NHS first before we finish with ASAP Rocky. That, yeah, let's. Uh, so the NHS, sticking with the UK, uh, Boris Johnson promised an extra one point eight billion pounds worth of funding. He's been, he's been promising a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But James, tell me, where does this money actually come from? Nobody knows. They've promised like new money for Scotland and Wales, which is like 
something in the hundreds of millions they promised a few hundred million yep yeah so, like 40 something billion for a new train line in the north of england they've yep. promised several billion for the nhs which technically would have been paid for with three weeks of that bus money <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is a huge amount of money apparently oh it is uh, but no like all the money that we're finding is real all the real funding has actually been promised before years and years ago and they're finally getting around to delivering it so it's not a new pledge at all even though they're trying to sell it as a new pledge right and the rest of the money seems fictional they haven't proven to know where it's going to come from because they're still promising to lower taxes they're still promising to like not borrow more money but really you either have to borrow more money or lower or or raise taxes if you want to start investing all that so which is it going to be (laughs) you can't just be like here's new money everyone We, we made it and that's a good idea. Definitely not going to like devalue the pound even more than it already is. Devalue Absolutely. The record low that would have been called a run on the pound if anyone else was in charge. Finishing up this week's episode of Seesaw Parade with ASAP Rocky, US rapper who was arrested in Sweden uh, for an alleged assault. Yeah. Now, what's been happening this week is that he's been stuck in Sweden in the uh, court process for a couple of weeks, or he was. Yeah, he was stuck. And the US then threatened negative consequences for Sweden unless they released him. This is yeah, mind-blowing. Uh, like a, an official letter from their whoever person in charge of some department <laughs> threatening Sweden with, with repercussions if they didn't free Mr. Rocky. I don't understand. Like, why is there so much fuss about this guy? Well, uh, well the the speculation is that because Trump's pretty pretty tight with Kanye, that Kanye put a good word in for ASAP, and Trump was like, "Okay, okay, that's a way to get the voters." So he, he started talking about it, and then everyone got on everyone got on that on their side because of like the injustice of it. How dare they yeah. accuse a man of beating someone up and hold him in jail until he's has his trial? That sounds so unreasonable. How did and then <laughs> the, the, like it's come to its conclusion. He's been released. We'll get the verdict eventually. It's probably going to be, yeah, hey, he, you're guilty, but you've already you've already done the jail time. So he's no, yeah, he's no back in the states anyway. And everyone's seen this as a victory for Trump somehow, even though sending a letter to Sweden through its um, government channels um, has no effect at all on the entirely independent um, justice system in Sweden. Absolutely uh, mental. Okay, James, <laughs> that is it for this week's episode. But how do people get in touch? As we would very much like them to do. Uh, send us uh, a huge long email, at least ten words. Seesawparade um, at gmail dot com. Um, the only emails we get we got this week were from YouTube because all my videos got copyright striked. Again. Yeah, it's because we just like repost the trailers but talk over them. So technically, it's a great area, but we're okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're handy. Uh, <laughs> You're our legal department. I'm on it, yeah. I'm independent from the government of this country. Um, you also want to tweet us at CESA Parade. Give us your thoughts on something, anything in the world. If you want to ask us for advice, we give great advice too. Yeah, we Our do. lives are sorted out. You can have the ambition to be like us one day and it is entirely <laughs> achievable. Is that it? That's it. That's it, James. Thank you very much. I will see you next week. Oh, yeah. No, cheers. Cheers, Colin. Thanks, James. It's been a pleasure. Bye, uh, bye, listeners, young and old. Uh, <laughs> and goodbye, Jason Statham, I suppose. Just don't get punched on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>